Hey everybody and welcome to another wonderful, insightful episode of Jujeteros Coast to Coast, the podcast that's about everything Jujeteros encounter on the daily, from training to everyday life and everything in between. I'm your host Frank Garcia, currently a purple belt under Victor Cervantes at Rivalry Jiu-Jitsu in Fresno, California, and I'm joined by my co-host and good homie Alfonso. How you doing today, brother? Doing good, brother. Chilling, staying out of heat. You know, it's 119 out here. What the fuck? Yeah, man. Fucking shitty and muggy. It's terrible. Oh, that's awful, dude. 119? I don't think I've ever been anywhere near that in my life, nor do I think I need to experience that. You don't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, dude. Nobody does. Nobody does. But, you know, we're staying inside. Got a cold brew, so it's all good. Nice. Uh, But aside from that, you know, things are doing Things are good. Uh, just want to remind our listeners out there, my name is Alfonso Cupido, and I am currently training Muay Thai at Technique uh, Training Center in India. Uh, so looking forward to another fun-filled episode. Sweet, sweet. All right. Well, uh, okay. So on today's episode, we're going to be hosting our very first segment that we're going to start titling Rolling with Frank and Alfonso. So uh, I started this podcast with the idea that the show would basically revolve around would revolve around jujitsu, all right? And so uh, I've basically been practicing now for about ten years now, and I'd have to say that it's been one of the most like exhilarating, humbling, mind blowing experiences of my of my life. You know, it's changed me in so many ways, shown me so many things, brought me so much joy has given me so many gifts. You know, I mean, you're exercising constantly, so I'm in good shape. Uh, I'm fe- I feel confident. It gives me confidence knowing what I'm I'm capable of. Uh, and, and most importantly of all, it's taught me to persevere, you know, no matter what, when it gets tough, just stick it out. You're going to make it, you know, you've been through worse. So, so keep pushing through. And, and, you know, most importantly, one of the most important things that I feel that jujitsu has brought to my life is that it's introduced me to some of the most, the coolest, amazingest, most influential people that I I don't think I've ever would have met had I not participated in jujitsu, you know, and right. uh, and so jujitsu has always helped me out, you know. Every time I've kind of been a little down and unsure of what's going on, I've just focused on jujitsu, and it's and you know what, and once I do that, everything else kind of just always seems to just find its way into place and it just works out. And so because of jujitsu has brought so much to my life, I just want to kind of try to repay jujitsu back with a little bit of love in the form of this podcast. And so uh, on this episode, we're going to be talking about how we got started in our respective martial arts and uh, what someone could look for when they're signing up for a new gym. And also we're going to share some of our favorite stay at home workouts since our gyms are closed right now and uh, we're not able to work out. So, uh, Sit back, chillax, and get ready to enjoy the show. All right. Welcome to the very first segment of Rolling with Frank and Alfonso here on Jujiteros Coast to Coast. I'm your host, Frank, and I'm joined today by our co-host, Alfonso. So uh, let's get go ahead and get started here, man. Why don't you start by sharing with us 
why and how you got started in your in your specific martial art. Well, you know, so tell us what you're training first of all. Uh, well, I'm training Muay Thai. Um, so and I, I got started with Muay Thai um, about um, like a year and a half ago now. Um, but I've trained other martial arts. Like I did boxing when I was a kid. Um, and I, and I've done jujitsu as well. I did that years back and I did about a year and a half, um, with jujitsu. I loved it, but at that time my schedule didn't allow me to continue. I, I had a job, it was just too demanding. I, I just didn't have time for it. So I stopped. And then recently I wanted to go back to, to do jujitsu, but a friend of mine, um, wanted to do Muay Thai. So I decided to give it a try and I, that's what I've been doing. So that's how I got started training with Muay Thai. But in combat sports and, and martial arts, if you want to ask like how, why I got started with it, dude, it's because, you know, it's great exercise. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is, you know, I was a small kid growing up. So, you know, got picked on, bullied, this and that. So you're always looking for a way to kind of, you know, defend yourself. Right. And, you know, cause, you know, you always, you always like, you never know, you know, when I was growing up, that's, that's the way it was. You had to find a way to fight back, you know, at least put a stop to it. Um, you know, not so much like that as an adult, but, you know, it's kind of nice knowing you can defend yourself should the need arise. True, true, true. All right. So you said how you got started, with, you know, because of a buddy. And right. then uh, so that's also why. What about uh, what challenges uh, would someone face when they're starting out? First starting out Muay Thai, you know, what what if someone's like on the fence about it? Uh, what should what would you recommend to them? Well, I mean, I, I think just just try it out. I mean, just go do. It. I think uh, when I when I first started, like my my biggest worry was like, fuck, I'm gonna get fucked up, you know? Like I'm gonna get kicked in the face, elbowed, you know, punched, and you know, I, I don't like getting punched. That's the reason why I hadn't done it for so long. You know, I was doing jujitsu. You know, unless it's an accident, jujitsu, you're not getting punched in the face. You're not, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You're not, you're not exchanging blows like that. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So, and that's what I liked about jujitsu too, because it's it's one of those things that is, it was cool that you can go pretty hard and then not feel like you're in all kinds of danger, right? True, um, true. You know, and with Muay Thai, that was one of my, one of my fears. It's like, dude, what if I'm with these training partners? And then they just start going off, you know, and I've watched some videos with some dude just, you know, like just trying to fucking tear somebody's head off. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, fuck, I don't want to do that. That's awful, man. That's shit. Yeah, it sounded awful. Right. So yeah. when, when I first went, that was one of my worries. So at first I just kind of went, checked it out, scoped out a gym and then just watched them like before I even joined. Like I just like, hey, can I check out the class? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So I just checked it out. And everybody seemed hella chill, just kind of like when I was doing jits, you know, like you show up and everybody just kind of like just shooting breeze, just like, hey, what's up? Hella chill. You know, they're always inviting you to come and roll and whatever. And, you know, um, so that's the same vibe I picked up when I went to this gym. Right. So I was like, oh, that's not that's not bad. And then, like, I, I, I checked out some sparring and, yeah, there were some guys that were going a little harder. But for the most part, everybody was just kind of doing light sparring. You know, they're just kind of like tapping like so you're not throwing your punches at full force you know you're throwing them at full speed but not full power you're doing maybe like 20 30 percent power max 
So you're concentrating more on the technique versus right. I'm gonna beat I'm gonna hit the shit out of this pad it's, right here. Exactly, exactly. So it sounds like an explosion in this gym. Nah, and none like that, none like that. No, nah, man, because here's the thing, and you know this you know this too, man. If you hurt your training partners, like you can't train the next day, right? Like if you're Ooh. always hurting your training partners, like who are you gonna train with? Like you uh, need them as much as they need you. Mongo no understand. Alfonso. <laughs> nah, I get you, man. I get you. That that's that's awesome. So yeah. if a new person were to sign up to right. a, a Muay Thai gym, what would like what could they expect? Um as far as going to your gym. So I come in, it's my first day. I've never done Muay Thai. I hear this right. podcast, I hear Alfonso talk about Muay Thai. I want to try it. I come to your gym the first day. What what's probably gonna happen? Am I gonna get hazed? Everyone's gonna fuck nah. Nah, not even, man. Like, as, as a matter of fact, like, if there's anybody new joining the gym, like, I'll be one of the first people to come up and like, hey, what's up, man? I'm Alfonso. You know, what's your name? You know, just kind of just introduce myself to you. And other people will follow suit, you know, just say, hey, what's up? You know, how you doing? And then, um, you know, it, it's the cool thing about my gym is that we're always like going back to basics, like no matter how many how long you've been there. Like there's guys that have been, been there for like five, six, seven years longer than that. Right. Mm-hmm. Some guys have fought professionally or some guys have fought amateur. Right. And we're still regularly going back to basics. We're learning how to throw that jab. We're learning how to throw that cross. Those are the two basic strikes that you learn, you know, in boxing and in kickboxing and jujitsu. I mean, in, in Muay Thai, you, you got to throw those basic punches. Yeah. So, no matter if we like, we might learn co- more complicated combos and defense techniques and stuff like that, but we're always going going back to the basics. So anybody starting off, you're 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 right there. You're okay. Like you don't have to worry about everybody being much better than you or anything like that. Like you're starting off with the basics. You learn how to throw a punch, how to block a punch, how to parry. You know how to you know how to throw a kick, how to block a kick, all these different things that are just basic. And then from then on, you build on it. You know, the more the more skills you acquire, the more you can build. So if you're just starting on the first day, just be ready to work out, right? Be ready to sweat, um, and then just understand that you can go at your pace. If you if you get tired, if you haven't worked out in a long time, like ain't no shame in, in like taking a breather. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, because it's intense. So yeah. you know, even guys who've been there for a long time and are in pretty good shape. They're going hard. They're going fast. Uh, and even then, you'll see them kind of just like, all right, I need to catch my breath, you know? And so you go at your own pace. Right, right. So uh, I know one major concern that a lot of people have when training martial arts is uh, they're worried about sparring. Like, I don't want to go in and yeah. get my ass kicked. So sure. uh, does that happen? You know, can that happen? What should <sighs> someone expect as far as sparring goes? Is that at your own pace or – Whenever the coach wants it to happen, because you know what, there's some there's some crazy people out there that they go in day one and they're like, when can we spar? Yeah, well, that's the thing. At, at our gym, um, the way it works is like you can spar on the first day if you want to. It's not encouraged, right? Um, right. It's, nobody's gonna force you to do it. Um, and if it is your first day and you do want to spar, um, like who like the coach is always going to make sure like, OK, if this is your first day, you know, I'm going to put you with somebody who I know will will be at your pace and who can handle 
you know, a newbie. Because here's the thing, the, the problem, you know, and I'm sure you, you in jiu-jitsu, you have the same thing. You know, when somebody's new and they get stressed out, right, because that's you're, you're in a fight, essentially, and you're going to be stressed, you're going to react really um, spazzy. Um, yeah, spazzy. You know, and, spazzy. and yeah. And then you can hurt your training partner. Like I had this one dude and like he just did not know how to how to pull his punches. Like he threw his punches at like almost 100 percent. So I'm like, fuck, dude, like you're were you, you guys really wearing cool. were you guys wearing headgear or anything? No, no headgear. Oh, because we usually do light sparring. Like I said, right, we do right. we do like just 100 percent power. Yeah, just 20 percent. Yeah. So it just so, happened. Yeah, it just happened. You know, so, so like slap box, basically slap boxing. Kind of like slap boxing, like even yeah. less, even less power. Yeah, less power, but I mean, I mean, it still hurts. I mean, like I've yeah. been punching the nose, right? Like and and yeah. sparring. Well, I mean, um, it don't take much to water your eyes up, you know. Not, nah, it does. You, you your eyes will get watered up, right? Yeah. For sure. But you know, it's not like I'm gonna go home with a black eye. Yeah. You know, not not unless it's unless it's an accident. I have, and I have gotten a black eye um, off of a kick, but that was an accident. It wasn't. It wasn't like the dude was trying to aim for my face and and fuck me up. Um, it was just. It was an accident. Um, Why were you watching him under the bathroom stall though? That was <laughs> weird, Alfonso. Oh man. Well, I, they told me that I had to do that. Oh, no. <laughs> at your gym? At my gym, man. No, I'm playing. No, no. I'll take that off. I'll take that part out. <laughs> <laughs> all right now so uh um, crazy alfonso you're crazy so uh so uh what was i saying oh right, yeah yeah so this boring yeah so this uh so this this kid um you know he was just again he didn't know how to pull his punches um so he was throwing pretty hard um so i had to kind of stop and be like hey man you you gotta you gotta cool it like you can't you can't be throwing like that like i you know i can't i know what i'm doing so i'm blocking you know and this and that I was like, but anybody else here, if you catch one of these guys the wrong way, they might they might reciprocate. And that's not cool. You don't want that. So, you know, relax, just relax. So I kind of so people will look out for you. You know, I think for the most part, at least we're, what I'm used to is people will look out for you. Um, and if you're not ready to spawn the first day, you know, no worries. Like you, you're you're ready when you're ready. Um, you know, just check, check it out. Like I didn't spar until my third day. Now, you if, know, can someone go and never spar? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's no pressure for that. Like, there, we've have some people who go and then they they just don't they don't like sparring. Yeah, just do um, pad work. Pad yeah, work. they pad Get work. The pads or hold the pads. Yep, yep. And then we have bag, so we do bag workouts. We do, yeah. So it just kind of like that. So there's no sparring if you don't want to spar. Like nobody's pressuring you to do it. Mm-hmm. So, um, so if you don't want to, it's it's all good. But, you know, if you really want to get good, that's kind of where where you test your skills. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's different being in front of somebody who's moving around, you know, attacking and then, you know, trying to avoid your own attacks. So it, if you really want to simulate what it would be like or or want to test your skills, you, you do need to spar. Like right. I'm sure in, in jujitsu, I mean, it's the same thing, right? Like. You can learn all kinds of technique, but unless you try them out in actual uh, rolling, it, it, you don't know if you learn them well or not. Yeah, yeah, you gotta know, you gotta be able to perform under stress. Right. You know, right. and that, and that's that's in any in any sport. You know, basketball, right. football, soccer, yeah. volleyball. Like, yeah, yeah, you're running these plays during practice, but 
when it it counts the most when it matters when the, when right. when you have to do it in front of people or or maybe there's nobody there but it's for it's for you know something yeah yeah yeah, yeah no, it's a real life situation exactly yeah so, yeah all right you know, so yeah. uh what um what advice would you want to give to somebody if they wanted to get into into muay thai you know like if they're looking for a gym uh what's step one what should they do you know in their town uh just just go check it out you know just just go to check out maybe go online like what i would do is go online and check out maybe their their yelp reviews or whatever if that's what you want to start um you know depending on how many gyms there are in your town there's not a whole lot here in and where i live there's a few um so you know my choices are limited but i'm lucky to have found one that was kind of cool that you know everybody seemed to be like you know get along and and I'm learning a lot, so I'm I'm happy with the choice that I made. Um, but if you have a lot of choices, then yeah, maybe break it down first. Go to the online, check out what people are saying about about those gyms. If you know people training there, that's the easiest way because they can tell you more or less what it's like. But then just go and check it out yourself. You know, mm-hmm. go in, ask if you can sit in. Any respecting gym will say, yeah, of course you can chill, right? Like. No, like they're not going to tell you no. Like if they tell you no, that should give you a clue. That's a sign already, right? Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Right. So, so uh, going along with that, what what's something that's that new people should look for in a gym? You know, you're saying if if they don't even let you sit down to observe a class, you probably don't want to train at that gym. Right. What are some other things that, that people might see that should be a warning sign to them like hey maybe you don't want to go to this gym or maybe it's a sign like hey that if you see this this is a sign you want to go to this gym right so first first thing i would say that if you see this and uh, this is something you don't want in a gym is if you um if you go in there and people are just being like it looks like they're just being like like fucking like meatheads you know like just fucking talking shit to each other like 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 you know, or putting each other down or just like, ah, you pussy about, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like just, just being aggressive towards each other for no reason. Right. You know? Right. Obviously, you know, some people are going to get along a certain way, you know, they might be a little aggressive to each other, but for the most part, you can kind of feel it out where people are like just cool vibing together. But if you see like them, like just kind of talking shit and just like that, then yeah, that's not a good place. And if the coach is just kind of forcing, um, you know, people to kind of spar and things like that. That's not okay too either. You know, True, right. a coach should not should not be um, should not be looking to 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 pressure uh, his or her students to do stuff like that they don't feel comfortable doing. Right, um, right. Yeah. So those are kinds of things. And then the other thing is just you know, like check out you know how how their equipment is kept. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes, you know, especially now, you know, times of Corona, man. Like, you know, people people don't always take care of stuff. They kind of like just don't clean and hygiene and all that shit. You know, sometimes that's, you know, and, you know, especially in, and I know it's, it's a bigger deal in, in like jujitsu and wrestling and stuff with like, um, ringworm. Oh yeah. Um, Amongst other things, you know? Yeah. 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 Staph infections and stuff like that. Um, you know, you can do this. It's the same thing in, in, in Muay Thai. So you just kind of, you just look around, man. Like, is it, does it look clean? Does it look like, you know, people are being safe, you know, and, you know, those are those kinds of things that you want to look at. Now, yeah. the other part, like what may, would make me want to go to a gym? Like, what are the things that I would look for? Um, you know, I would look for 
a good mix of students, right? So if you have a lot of like a lot of guys who are like black belts and as well as like newbies and then in between, you know, like that, so different le- all the levels, all the levels are presented because it kind of shows that people they're inclusive, right? Like they 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 want everybody and they they it's kind of like a um you know it, it's it's it just camaraderie you know it just it they're just like chill with everybody they're not necessarily gravitating towards 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 uh, black belts or stuff like that um, obviously once you get higher in rank yeah you kind of want to just go you know kind of be more with, with the higher levels but if you're just joining in you want to see a good mix because you want to be able to know that you you can progress the people are sticking around uh, and then people are taking the time to teach you. All right, cool. All yeah. right. So those are the kinds of things that I would, I would look for. All right. Um, so the last question I'm going to ask is, uh, so being Muay Thai based, uh, is there any kind of, now that, you know, a lot of gyms are closed, all the gyms are closed. Um, right. What, what's something that somebody can do that maybe they're interested in Muay Thai? And they're not sure if once the, everything opens back up that they're going to try Muay Thai. What could someone do at home right now to try Muay Thai? Oh, dude. Um, you know, it, it depends on how, how much money you got, you know, because you can definitely buy equipment. But even if you don't have equipment, dude, like there is solo drills that I've been doing on my own. Like, um, I mean, YouTube is awesome for this kind of stuff, you know, like especially with Muay Thai because um, um, like – one of the emphasis on striking sports like boxing and, and Muay Thai and kickboxing and stuff like that is um, shadow boxing. Shadow boxing is huge. Like you, you have to shadow box in order to get better. Like, and it's one of the things that is cool for striking sports versus like jujitsu. Cause it's kind of hard to do jujitsu on your own. Um, I mean, there's still a lot of stuff you can do. Right. But at least with what I feel with Muay Thai, um, if you can get good at shadow boxing, it can definitely improve your skills everywhere else. Like it can improve skills on the mitt, on the bag and in sparring. Um, so there's a lot of tutorials in um, on YouTube on how to shadow box. What are some of the things you got to pay attention to while you're shadow boxing? Um, you know, some, some techniques, some drills that you can do while shadow boxing. So that's kind of cool. And you can spend a lot of time doing that. And it, at first it feels weird because like, it's it, you're really just pretending you're in a fight. That's that's what shadow boxing is. Like you 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 imagine an opponent throwing punches at you and you blocking, um, parrying, um, you know, ducking, rolling, you know, whatever, moving out of the way, backing up, and then you imagine yourself, you know, attacking your opponent. Um, so it, it's weird at first because it's a hard concept, right, to imagine somebody attacking you. But once you get it down. Like it really does improve every other game, like every every other aspect of your game. So that's one thing that you can do with no equipment. All you need is like some links to YouTube, and we can definitely link some of my favorites um, in the in in the comment sections or whatever. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Maybe we can yeah. maybe you, uh, we can post some of those videos actually even yeah. on IG or on Facebook. Yeah, for something. sure. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All and right, then, good. And then if you have some cash, you know, another thing you can do is like buy buy a heavy bag or a double end bag. Double end bags are cheap and they're really cool. Like they're real they're they're harder to work with, 
but they sharpen up your skills. And a double end bag, I don't know if you if you know what those are or if the listeners out there know what they are. But they're um, it's a small bag, um, like that is suspended um, by two um, like elastic cables. One of them goes on the floor and one of them goes on the ceiling. Uh, so when you hit it, the it it like bounces away from you and then it comes swinging right back as fast as you punched it. So when you punch it, um, you can do many drills. You can like you can you can like parry it. You can um, you know, move out of the way. You can block it. So it's kind of meant to uh, to test your reflexes as well as your accuracy because it's moving. You have to hit it while it's moving. So it's almost kind of like a speed bag, heavy right. bag. Yeah, one. exactly. Right. It's, it's in between those two. So it's pretty cool. So if you have some cash, um, you know, you can get those two things. Um, you know, you do want to invest in, in some gloves. You don't even have to buy that expensive some expensive gloves. Like I found – $20 gloves at like big five or like Ross sells them too sometimes or, you know, you know, whatever. So like whatever. Got to keep your eyes open for the yeah. deals. Deals. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so it doesn't take a whole lot, you know, and then you can just do these drills at home. Um, and then once you get comfortable with them, you know, what I've been doing is, um, you know, I, I, I can teach people to hold mitts for me and I got some mitts so um, and it's it doesn't even it's not even that hard to hold mitts for people. It's real easy. And you again, YouTube tutorials, if you want to learn how to hold some mitts for people so you can teach like your parent, a sibling, a cousin to hold mitts for you uh, and you can both get workouts. What about what about a nephew who has silver teeth and don't listen? Can you teach coach them how to hold mitts and then maybe accidentally miss the mitt and. Right hook them in the jaw. I would just use your so face. can be like, andale, wey. Hey, yeah, you, that, that's it. You what happened, dude? That. You weren't dude. Yeah. You weren't holding the pad right. Look, there's your silver teeth on the ground. Dude, your silver it. teeth. Good thing <laughs> you have more. <laughs> 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 you can definitely do that for sure. Ooh, I, all right. Cool. I'll all allow right. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, th- those, those are my tips, man. All what right, about cool. you? What about you? Let's let's uh let's turn this conversation around, man. So now it's your turn. Let's see. Let's uh let's let's see how you got started. How did you get started in jujitsu? So how did I get started in jujitsu? Uh, like a lot of other things in my life, Eddie was like, "Hey, let's do this," and I'm like, "All right, let's go." And so that's <laughs> kind of like what ended up happening. Like one day he's like, "Hey, let's uh try jujitsu," and so he uh we went to this gym in Fresno called New Era Martial Arts. And uh, back then, there were, it was ran by Tosh Cook, and he was a purple belt. And that was like one of the only schools in town, dude. So I was there for a while. I competed in my first tournament. I liked it. Um, but I just – I don't know. I just felt like I wanted to try to find a different school. So uh, after a little while, I, I switched up, and, uh, and I, and I uh, found myself at AKA Fresno – which right. later later yeah. turned into dethrone. Right. And then uh, one of my super awesome best friend training partners from dethrone ended up uh, opening up his own gym. And now I'm at rivalry jujitsu with him. And you know what, dude, it just, it just feels good. It feels right. It feels like I'm at home now. All right. All right. That's, that's right. fucking so awesome. yeah. So, uh, 
why did I get started in jujitsu? You know, yeah. growing up as a kid, uh, you know, just like everybody else, a lot of my friends, you know, we watched a lot of kung fu karate movies growing up. Karate Kid, fucking kung fu theater. And so martial arts was like a big influence in our lives, even though we didn't do shit and didn't know shit about it. We right. respected it and we knew that it was something that we wanted to somehow have make a part of our life. And so, you know, eventually we grew up and then, you know, we get into we grow uh got into high school age and you this UFC thing started and I watched it with my friends and dude, this guy named Hoist Gracie's wearing this karate outfit and he's strangling everybody kickboxers boxers wrestlers everybody like everybody so it's like what the f is this you know and that just got the ball rolling into jujitsu you know because jujitsu is basically just i mean how would you how would you explain it you know it's just it's size doesn't matter in jujitsu nope you can be smaller you can be weaker but if you have clean crisp technique you're going to be victorious because technique always conquers strength. Hell yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, got, I got like 50 pounds on you. And every time I roll with you, you fucking, I end up in a fucking bow and arrow. Well, it doesn't help that you take your pants off and leave them around <laughs> your ankles. I don't know what's going on with that. I don't want no part of that. So I just go straight for the chokes. You lie to me. Hey, 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 wait. You got to read the rule set, fool. You got to read the, the fine print. Oh, man. You yeah, sure? so that, that that's kind of why I chose jujitsu, you know. I just because size don't matter. You know? Yeah, sure. It doesn't matter, and 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 you know you learn a new technique and and you add it to your repertoire and it's just a new a new tool a new weapon yeah. on your holster to use, you know, at your will. You know, the more yeah. you do jujitsu, the more you practice, the more of these these weapons you add to your tool belt, and the more confident you become. You know, it's just like. Like when you learn math, you know, at first you learn your addition, then you learn your subtraction, you know, and, and then you just keep progressing until you just keep getting better and better at it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you so have you have you ever thought about training a different style of martial art? I, I mean, when I was a kid, I did karate I, and every now and then, I mean, I, you know, I've tried I've done Muay Thai for I mean, if you count all the hours, I don't know. I mean, it it's. I'm sure it's close to years. I've done Muay Thai for quite a while, you know, yeah. training with Eddie and, and uh, James Contreras, his cousin James, you know, over at uh, Art of Eight. Right. All the time they were in Fresno before they moved down south, you know, uh, and then training at Paul Mateo's, you know, before he left for Sacramento. Right. And so uh, I've always loved Muay Thai. Always, always, always. Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu have always been two of my favorites. Um, but outside of that, no, I really haven't thought of um, of trying any others. You know, maybe Krav Maga might be kind of cool to try. Yeah. Um, but there's other martial arts out there that uh, that I'm not a big fan of, and I'm not gonna say what they are and whatnot. You know, but but uh, but as long as you're doing something, man, something yeah. that gets you off the couch, outside, and moving around. Because one of the main reasons I got into jujitsu was because I don't like to exercise. I don't like going to the gym. I don't like lifting weights. I don't like running on a treadmill. But in jiu-jitsu, you're exercising your whole entire body for whatever the duration of that class is. Even if you're just doing the technique and you don't roll at the end, you're still moving your body and exercising. You're using your own body weight 
and your partner's body weight to learn these maneuvers, you know? And at the end of the day, guess what? You can use those moves in real life to protect yourself. Right. You know, or at a minimum, you can learn these cool ass moves. And then when you're at barbecues or parties with your friends and then they get drunk or wasted and they start saying, oh, Alfonso does jujitsu. Hey, Alfonso, show me. And you can just like pretzel them in like 10 (laughs) seconds. And you don't, you know, and it's like nothing. They're like, fool, leave me alone. And you're like, fool, you wanted this. You asked for this. (laughs) You remember five minutes ago? Exactly. Uh Show them the video. Show them the video. <laughs> All right. Uh, what have been some challenges um, that you faced when you started your training? Um, walking in the door, you know, yeah. that anxiety of, oh, the unknown. You know, yeah. I, I, I know I think this is going to happen or I heard this is what's going to happen or I saw this on YouTube or I read this on a forum on Reddit or on SureDog, and and I don't want that, you know, you just go in, just go. Because if you wait until you're in shape, shit, man, you might never get in shape. Go in and get in shape. It's going to help you, and it's going to make it happen faster, and you're going to be happier. You're going to be way happier afterwards. Trust me. And I'm glad glad that you brought that that up because I have heard that a lot. Yeah, Um, dude, that's, that's, you know what, that's probably, like, number, like, if we're on Family Feud and and Steve Harvey didn't call out the wrong winner to the UFC or the Miss Universe pageant and said, Alfonso, yep. name the number one reason why people don't start jujitsu. And you're like, uh, penis. Wait, Jose, what? Jose. <laughs> no, Alfonso, jujitsu. OK, uh, because people say they want to wait till they're in shape. Ding, yeah. That's probably the number one answer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's 100%. I heard that so many times for so many people. Yeah, um, but but you know what? If you're at a good gym, man, you're, you're going to be in good hands. And nine times out of ten, most jiu-jitsu gyms are really good places to be at. For, no right. matter your age, no matter your uh, socioeconomic status, no matter if you're male or female, no matter your race, because jiu-jitsu is the ultimate equalizer. Yeah, for sure. Because a, a freaking 15-year-old three-stripe white belt will humble you like no other if it's your first or second day and you come in thinking you're a badass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or, that, for that that, ma- or for that matter, a 90-pound girl who's got her blue belt and she's on her fourth stripe already. Yeah. She going fuck you up. We were talking on the last episode about – uh, what it's like rolling with people. Dude, I've seen people roll with girls, and it's like they're swimming with their clothes on in the deep end, and they're just getting dragged under, dude. They can't yeah. even take it, you know? Those girls just freaking make them do whatever yeah. they want. Yeah, it, it don't matter. It don't matter no. how strong you are, how big you are. Does it, Dude, doesn't matter how much you bench press. You ain't never going to get out of a rear naked choke for somebody who knows oh, how to do it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard one time some guy was uh, making fun of people because of the way they were doing their push-ups. And he's like, what are they doing? What are they doing? Are they doing push-ups or are they having seizures? And I was like, fool, you just got mounted by somebody 60 pounds less than you and choked out to as an Ezekiel. Did your push-ups help you then? Yeah, yeah. You know? Your push-up helped you tap out faster, thank God, you know. But uh, 
<laughs> yeah, no, technique, technique is going to conquer strength every single time. I don't care how many push-ups you think you can do. Yeah, it don't matter. It don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so beside besides just walking into the door and all that, any other challenges that you that you remember facing? I mean, it's been a it's been a while for you. You've been training for a while, so. Yeah, no, I would just say you know just that man, just get over that initial hump of being uncomfortable because you're going into a new situation with with people you don't know, and you're going to be sharing very intimate quarters, very intimate spaces, being in compromised positions, and you're trusting each other with your body. You know what I mean? Right. Even if you're just even if you're just drilling, dude, I've I've seen people pop something just, oh, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. trusting them to do something with that with a body part and you got to go to work the next day because we're not all UFC fighters or world jiu-jitsu champions. You know, like we're right. doing this. A lot of us are just doing this as a hobby. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So so on that note, um. What, what, how do you handle that if somebody is going too hard, right? Like, because okay, so you know, I, I'm I'm a relative uh, newbie to jujitsu, right? I mean, compared to you and people who've been training for a lot longer. And when you're a newbie, you might not have the confidence to speak up, right? So, what would you do if somebody, if you feel somebody's going too hard, and you're like, I'm not comfortable here? Oh, like, perfect. Okay, so I would say. What you should do is go to someone you're comfortable with in the gym. You know, there's even a white belt with a stripe is above you. Right. Go to somebody and let them know, hey, let them know what happened. Hey, is this normal? This person did this and this. And, and if it's not normal, trust me, they're going to take care of it. All right. I, something happened early on when I was first at Dethrone. And uh, I remember, you know, I'm a, I, I'm a teacher. So during the summer, I would be able to train in the day and in the evenings. Right. And so I would go in the in the one day I was there in the daytime, like, you know, like for morning class. And there were like these two high school kids and and they've been training with us all the time. You know, so I was super familiar with them. You know, I knew I knew they were they were just good kids, you know, and and they approached me one day, uh, you know, in between rounds, we were rolling and in between rounds, they were like, hey, is it like. What's the move called when someone gets you in a headlock and they do this? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Show me. And they like got me in a headlock and they started giving me like an Indian head burn. What? Like they got their knuckle and started rubbing the top of my head. And I'm like, who did that? And they go, that guy right there. And I go, the guy who just showed up today? And they go, yeah. And I go, all right. No, nah, that's not normal. And that's not cool. So don't worry. We'll, we'll fix it. And I don't know who else like – told after that but dude we handled that fool like we just strangled him and then when he came the next time i think we did it again and then after that he calmed down all right well that's good man i'm glad that people so so gym bullies and jujitsu don't last long at all right good that's good to hear yeah 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 and and the same thing man the same thing I, i can say in my gym as well like you know they they get handled you know, for sure, for that's, sure. That's, that's one thing that happens in martial arts is they right. it's a great bully deterrent. Right. Um, I actually, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you another question. Now they just got my curiosity as you progressed right through, through, through your, um, your belt rankings, right? You, you, you earn stripes and move on to, from your white belt to your blue belt. And then now your purple belt, um, 
like what challenges did you face from moving through that ranking system? Like, did you find yourself having like, like, was it more difficult to move from like white to blue, blue to purple? Like, just say like, just like in any other sport or in life, the longer you do something, the more likely you are to have injuries, right? Right. And so you have to learn how to train with injuries or learn to prevent them or learn how to rehab them because they're going to happen. I had back injuries. I've popped my knee. I've sprained things. I've, I've, I've had black eyes. I've busted noses. I've had to get stitches. I've, uh, I've popped like the cartilage in a rib and, and, oh. you know, like, dude, like so many things, you know, like, if it's not one thing, it's another. And so another thing that I've learned is you just got to deal with it. You're No one's ever going to be 100%. And so you have to learn to to work around that because everyone's going to have something wrong. And if you're waiting till you're 100% healed, you're never going to be healed. Right. And so – but you also got to listen to your body. And when your body is telling you, hey, I can't do this or I can't keep that pace up like you mentioned earlier – you right. got to learn to slow down or, or or maybe give yourself a break because it's a marathon. It's not a, it's not a sprint. Right. And that's right. been something that I'd have that I've had to tell myself over and over and over. And everyone's on a different journey, man. Everyone's got different paths. You right. know, everyone wants everyone is in such a rush to get to the end, but everyone's everyone's path to get there is different. You know, just like with college or or with your job, your career. You yeah. know, some people don't find their career till way later on in life. Right. Yeah, you gotta enjoy the ride, man. Yeah, for sure, dude. One thousand percent is that's the deal. That's the thing. You gotta enjoy the ride. You gotta enjoy the process. You gotta respect and admire your coach. You know. And and you gotta feel like a part of a family in that group in your in your gym. And if you have those, oh dude, sky's the limit. It's right. not even gonna feel like work or exercise. It's just gonna feel like you're hanging out with friends. Yeah, totally. So any other advice that you have for for people who want to train, like in martial arts or combat sports? Uh, dude, I would just say go do it, man. I would say go find someone who already does it and ask them questions. Ninth, most people nowadays they know a little something everyone's taking a class or something right. so just ask or just like you said you know check out youtube or oh, download yelp type in whatever martial art you're gonna you want to practice and look for there's hopefully there's one in your town and go just like you said go sit in watch a class talk to the coach maybe talk to the people and look you'll get a you'll get a feel for the vibe you know does right. it feel hostile? Does there does it feel does the crowd feel anxious? Is everybody talking to everybody or are there groups? Are people isolated? Is there somebody sitting on the mat that no one's talking to? If that's the case, maybe that's not the place you want to be, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. For but sure. as well, you know what I mean? Like you like just like you go to a restaurant. If you go to a restaurant and there's dust everywhere and there's and they don't sweep the floors, you're not going to go eat there. You know, right. so you go to a jujitsu gym or a Muay Thai gym and it's I mean, it's going to smell because there's people sweating in there. But right. if they're not keeping up and there's hair on the wall and dust on the mats and it smells like cat piss. 
maybe you don't need to talk to anybody there. Maybe you just want you should just leave. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, you trust your instincts. Exactly. Yeah, I'm exactly. gone. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Totally. All right. Cool. Cool. So um, why don't you uh, tell us what we can do or anybody can do to train at home during this quarantine? Anybody want to get started in jujitsu? You know, how, how would they do that? Oh, man. So right now would be a perfect time to start jujitsu because you can slowly, easily transition. It'd be it's like getting into the shallow end of the pool. You could slowly ease yourself in. You can go on YouTube. There's a bunch of awesome jujitsu athletes that are posting free content on YouTube, on Instagram right now. And and because the gyms are closed, they're doing specific solo drills. You know, oh, uh, I know I, I got a bunch of. uh uh cobrina's you know i know you got the i don't know if a lot of listeners know who cobrina is but ruben charles cobrina is a freaking multi-time world jiu-jitsu champion adcc world jiu-jitsu i mean adcc champion many times over and he he's put out a series of of solo drills including uh high impact training videos uh just specific solo drills for your guard specific solo drills for takedowns um, specific solo drills for your top game, just all kinds of different stuff that you can do right now. And so even if you don't have mats, even if you don't have a training partner or a grappling dummy, you know, clear, move the couches out of the way, clear a little bit of space, you know, and pull up a video on YouTube or on your phone and beam it to the TV. Every, almost everybody's got smart TVs or watch from your phone or a laptop or a tablet or something, but do something to be act to stay active. Because especially with what's going on right now, it, times are tough, man. And yeah. and by exercising, you're going to release all kinds of awesome chemicals that your body craves and needs and will make you feel so good about just doing something. And then you're going to feel so good, you're going to want to do more. So then you can start looking for more and more stuff. And then when this whole thing is finally over, then you'll have – you'll be in the shape that you – want to be in because you've already started and then you could slide into any gym you want right yeah totally totally you know? and and that costs you nothing you know and just like you said if you want you can you know you can invest a little bit of money you can you can buy some mats you could buy a grappling dummy shoot i don't have a grappling dummy but you know what my wife has a giant teddy bear that's probably <laughs> some ex-boyfriend gave her and I threw a gi on it, and I've been using it. I well to to do solo I, drills. I thought you were using that for pleasure. Well, that's at nighttime. Oh, okay, okay. But, but right. on but on the mats. Oh, on, the, on mat. the mats. It's a grappling dummy. Gotcha. Not mean. Not mean. Got it. That's, Got that's, it. That's, there's a difference. Got it. Yeah. All right, cool. So there's all kinds of stuff to do out there, man. So now is the time, you know? You think you have no options? No, bullshit. You have options. Make options. Find something. Totally. I agree. I totally agree. And and uh, I do want to point out, uh, just to talk about it, um, you mentioned that, you know, your body craves endorphins and all these different chemicals that are released when you work out and stuff like that. Dude, totally true. Like, you know, sometimes I'm hating it when I'm in the middle of class, sweating, gasping for breath, you know, just like, you know, asking myself how long I got till I get to go home. When but is this one, round over? Yeah, one, exactly. Especially when you when you're still like 
it's like a minute left in the round and you're just, you know, you, you gave it all you got already and you're just waiting for that bell to, to, to ring. But let me tell you, once it's over and I'm driving home, right, there's no better feeling. You, Dude, just, you can like, get cut off and flipped off and two. an egg thrown at your car and you're just like, Talk, uh, yeah. that's all right. I'll wash that off. Talk about euphoria. Right. No, no better. No better feeling right there. That's it. I kind of feel yeah. like if everybody did that, everybody would be too chill to do anything to each other. I agree. It, it is. It is totally badass. That's one of the best feelings in the world. It is. It is. I. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't recommend it enough. If right. you're not training, <coughs> if you're not training, try it. Trust me. Right. And I felt like you already talked about this last piece, but um, maybe I don't know if you have anything more to add. But what did what did it look for in the gym? Like, um, I, I think you you said. Unless you want to add anything else. You know what? I would I would definitely add. I mentioned feel the vibe of the gym. You know, check how clean it is. Um, and then figure out where you want to be at. You know, do you want – are you a hobbyist? Are you a competitor? You know, or are you, are you just dabbling to start out, you know? Uh, most right. people are probably going to start off as a hobbyist, you know? And so look for a gym where, where maybe they offer both, you know, where you don't want to be – you don't want to be taking a compet a competition team class when you're just starting out because that's gonna make you hate jujitsu real quick, you know. And um, I would say another thing that I would recommend is um, check out what gym affiliation there that gym is a part of, you know, because everybody every gym is part of a bigger team. And I'm not saying that everybody that's from a specific team is gonna train or is gonna have the same vibe. But some of them do, you know, um, there's there's some gym that I won't name that's up north that had a reputation for a long time of being a, a, a really tough gym. And for that specific reason, I never went to go there to train, even though I really wanted to go and learn from that guy. Um, but now I have a friend that trains up there and he's he loves it. So uh, even though you hear you you hear about these reps, that don't mean shit. Go check it out for yourself. How many right. times has somebody told you something about something and it turned out to be completely the opposite, you know? Right. Yeah, that's a sometimes, good thing. Sometimes being in the most uncomfortable positions is where we grow the most and where we learn the most about ourselves, you know? I wanted to say all the time, not even just sometimes. I think if, you, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. You know what I'm saying? True. If you're comfortable, yeah. that just means that, that, that's, that you're not growing. That's it. You're, you, you are – Perfectly comfortable with you're at, and there's there's no movement, right? And and we can't be friends, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So you you gotta yeah you gotta get yourself a little uncomfortable, uh, and you gotta you know you gotta do it. You know it's do it for yourself. You'll be happier that you did. So being uncomfortable rem uh, brings me to a cool jujitsu story from my first gym. So me and Eddie are training for our first tournament. Um, I want to say it was the U.S. Open in Santa Cruz. And we were training, you know, and it was cool because our first gym had a cage, dude. It was tight. Tosh, shout out to Tosh Cook, New Era Martial Arts. Brittany yeah. Cook, Black Belt under Hoist Gracie as well. Uh, had lots of fun, lots of good memories, learned lots of good technique. Um 
But they did have a little cage, a little octagon cage, and me and Eddie were were we were drilling something in there, and we were white belts at the time, and a blue belt is you know uh, is like coaching us from the outside, and he's like, all right guys, you know what you guys want to do is you want to start in uncomfortable positions and work your way out of them, and uh, you know that's great coaching, that's awesome advice, and I would recommend that you know after a while of training, learn to work your way out of an uncomfortable spot, right? Right. And so me and Eddie being jackasses, you know, we stop what we're doing and I look at him and I go, what do you mean uncomfortable? Like, <laughs> like five dudes in a hot tub? <laughs> and dude, this guy don't know me, really. I mean, we're training partners, but we barely talk, you know, he don't know my, he doesn't know my, uh, sense of humor or any sense of humor and he's leaning on the cage and he just looks at us and he just goes like and puts his hands down and just walks away <laughs> oh i can, no, I can see not like that oh my bad right. <laughs> and that's uh, jujitsu guys that's jujitsu that's it, man. That that's that is that is what it is. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, man. Um, just uh, I don't know. Like it, it's it's a great journey. I, I'm looking forward to keep keeping it going. Uh, I do want to get back to jujitsu. Um, you know, um, I'm gonna try some of those drills you were talking about, Frank. And then yeah, once yeah, and maybe we can even post some links to those drills as yeah, well, you know. For sure, so for sure. Keep a lookout yeah. for those. And I think uh, once this whole thing opens back up again, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and try it. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back into jujitsu. I might train both Muay Thai yeah, and yeah, heck yeah. And maybe uh, maybe some people out there listening right now can start up as well, you know. And then yeah, you can share sure. your experiences with us and. And we can all go through this journey together, you know what I mean? Because because that's what it's all about, you know what I mean? One thing that I really like about jujitsu is is we pick each other up, man. You know, like yeah. you said, yeah, we go 100% sometimes, but you're not going to go 100% with everybody. You know, there's certain people that you know you can go a little bit harder with, and so you are. And 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 they appreciate it, and you appreciate it. And as you you go down your jujitsu journey, you, you're going to learn, you right. know, what 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 you can and can't do or should and shouldn't do, you know? Um, but everybody's journey is unique and and special to them. And I, I cannot, I cannot recommend starting it, you know, regardless of how, how old you are or what kind of shape you are, you're in just fucking do it. That's just our, our two cents on, on two different martial arts that we've both love. And, uh, we, we look forward to continuing, if not, you know, for as long as we possibly can. I, I hope that I can I can, can I can do jujitsu, continue to practice jujitsu until the day I die, man. And and I want to share it with as many as of my friends and family as I possibly can. And and if you know me and if we had a personal conversation, I almost guarantee that we've talked about jujitsu at right. some point or another because that's how crazy and in love I am with it. And and thank you to Victor Cervantes, my boy Victor, man. I love you, dude. I cannot thank you enough for starting Rivalry Jiu-Jitsu and creating this, this environment where people can come in regardless of what type of shape you're in, regardless of who you are, 
we're all just people in a building having fun, and we're all learning from you, dude. And you're you are providing us great leadership and a great example, man. Lots of love to send to you and rivalry jujitsu out there. Thank you, man. Cheers. Salute. That's a wrap for today's show. That makes show numero cinco, dude. Five in the bag. And uh, when I first started this out, I said that once we hit five episodes, that uh, we were going to go live and uh, go public and launch. And so this is five. And so uh, here goes nothing, everybody. Uh, I'm going for it, man. And we're going to go public. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to Cousin Ant for getting the brawl rolling on this project when you said, dude, we need to start a social media platform, blah, 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 and you got us going on this. So this is all because of you getting us going, man. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for getting the ball rolling on this project. Thank you, Alfonso, for listening and hearing me out and and jumping on this fucking crazy ride. Who knows what's going to happen, but I'm having fun, man, and and I want to keep doing this. I'm excited about what what – what could come and uh thank you man just can't wait as always uh don't forget to subscribe to the podcast look for us on your favorite streaming platform including itunes google play uh if there's another platform out there that we're not aware of let us know so that we can get on it uh but in the meantime follow us on ig at jujiteros c2c that's j-i-u-j-i-t-e-r-i-o-s C2C to stay informed on upcoming episodes and announcements or just to say hello, ask us a question, or maybe uh, let us know what topic you might want to hear us talk about on a future episode. Again, thank you, Alfonso, for joining me today. Anything you want to say out there to everybody, brother? Just thanks, thanks again, Frank, and thanks everybody out there for listening. Stay safe. Keep rolling. Peace. For sure, for sure. Thank you, everybody, for giving us a listen. Thank you for sharing your time. Take care, be safe, keep rolling and training if you can out there. And uh, we hope to hear from you soon. Peace. Hi, how can I help you today? As a McDonald's employee, you say those words quite often. But how about when you need help, like consulting a doctor? Hi, how can I help you today? When you work for a McDonald's restaurant, we take care of you like family. With free virtual doctor's visits, including getting prescriptions and refills for you and everyone in your family. Apply today at careers.mcdonalds.com and find out more. The benefits described herein are only available at participating restaurants.